Right, if you're a fan of the TV show The White Lotus, it is returning with a new season, but it's got a, it's a few changes to the series. Steve Newell, editor at flix.co.nz, joins me now to talk me through it. How are you, Steve? Good morning. Good, thank you. So the series is returning. I presume it's along the same idea, but we've got a new location and a mostly new cast. Is that right? That's bang on. So um, people that are familiar with uh, The White Lotus from last year, this was a show that um, made the most of the pandemic by shooting at a a five-star resort and um, told the stories of various kind of ultra-wealthy people in quite a satirical vein. Um, And season two, there might not be a pandemic stopping people travelling, but it it very much takes up the same concept of some very wealthy tourists, this time in Sicily. Um, and uh, people that have watched the first season will find the setup familiar. Um, very flash resort and a dead body and a bit of a mystery to untangle as to how things end up there. Um, but uh, the comedy is as sharp as ever and the cast this season I think probably um, on track to live up to the first season. So the only returning cast member is the amazing Jennifer Coolidge um, who you might remember from season one having very uh, sharp power dynamics with her masseuse and just kind of blundering her way through resort life. She, she's back in the beautiful Sicilian White Lotus Resort, um, but the new cast includes uh, Michael Imperioli from The Sopranos. He's on holiday with his dad, F. Murray Abraham, um, and they're both, let's just say, enjoying not having women on holiday with them. We'll just sort of gently <laughs> nod towards that. And uh, there's also two wealthy couples, um, among them Aubrey Plaza, who um, are a couple of old college friends and their, their wives having some uh, quite char- themselves quite charged into play. Um, this all gets underway on Neon tomorrow night, and uh, I look, look forward to how this season rolls out. And it's dropping an episode a week, is it, Steve? Yeah, that's right. Okay. It's a weekly release, um, that, what, that, uh, that good old-fashioned Monday night appointment viewing. Okay, now the Avatar sequel, uh, we're expecting that in December, is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it's been a 13-year wait for James Cameron's uh, Avatar sequel, um, and, you know, you might wait 13 years to put a, a massive movie out. You might try to uh, challenge your own spot atop the um, highest grossing movies ever. But things can go wrong. And in this case, um, it would seem that the runtime has been leaked. And we now know, or at least a Hollywood Reporter are telling us, um, that it comes in at, well, be prepared for a long soak, is the way that they put it. Um, they say that the sequel comes in around three hours and ten minutes long. So very much in this tradition of films going longer and longer, the, the bigger they want to do at the box office. Um, I've never quite understood how those two things relate to one another, um, but at, at any rate, this will join the likes of Avengers Endgame, which is over three hours, and Cameron's own Titanic, which is also three hours. Uh, assuming that info's true, I, I don't see any reason why, why it wouldn't be. It seems like that's pretty common um, runtime for su- films these days. I suppose you can pitch it as bang for your buck. You know, you pay your ticket and you get three hours of entertainment. Lo- I guess so. As long um, as it's good look- entertainment. Yeah, but let's just say that um, a film called Avatar The Way of Water, if it's three hours long, you're definitely going to need to be strategic about your uh, consumption of liquids during this film. (laughs) That's so true. Thanks so much, Steve. Nice to catch up.